Hey, it's good to be with you. Thank you for that you are with us. We continue our series in uh, Hear, Go, and Do out of James 1.22. We transfer from being hearers of the word to becoming doers of the word. Uh, last Sunday, we uh, took uh, we did a powerhouse, and we had communion. We left that with you for you to be able to handle, and uh, we challenged you on being sent and how there's the pattern of sending in even the Old and the New Testament and how that applies to you. You're sent where you live, work, and play. We'll handle that even again today. We're going to look today at discipleship and the command to make disciples of all nations. And we find that in Matthew 28, 19, and 20. We know it. Hopefully you know it as the great commission of sending us. And let me read it to you. It says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Let's pray. Father, help me to be a plain preacher today, so plain that a child will understand me. <clears throat> help me to be in tune to your Holy Spirit. Any word of knowledge that you give to me to speak to a person that's watching or listening. Uh, if, you're, if you give it to me, Lord, I want to be obedient to uh, speak to it. And then, Lord, you look at all of us. You see me differently as a teacher and a preacher. Uh, I'm under a greater judgment, a more strict judgment. I know that, and I accept my place in rightly dividing your word. It's in the name of Jesus, I pray, his name that I preach. Amen. We uh, have the big five that we teach here at our church. And the big five is... Uh, focused on being a daily practice. Uh, Logan's already preached on fellowship, I mean on worship. I preached on fellowship. We took the powerhouse break, uh, but still included uh, that of being sent and going. And then today we're going to handle discipleship. And in handling discipleship, we'll be, we'll be handling even the factor of being sent. In Matthew 28, 19 and 20, <clears throat> this is after the resurrection, and Jesus is giving us instructions. Uh, I often refer to them as our marching orders to continue. And uh, the first thing he says in verse 19 is go. Uh, we handled that in the powerhouse last Sunday of going and him sending you. Uh, the, the order here, though, is very important. As he says go, he means as you go. Just live your life. And as you live your life, you are asked to make disciples as you go. Where am I going? Uh, what, what am I going to do? As you go is an order of making disciples as you go. And we handled last Sunday where you live, work, and play is a great place for you to start. Uh, the community you live in, subdivision you live in, the streets you live on, the people you live with is a great place to start. Uh, where you work is another place for you to start. Where you play, your recreation, your hobbies, all those things become areas where you begin becoming this blessing and you start discipling people. And what are we going to do? There's the answer. We make disciples. Uh, one man that I read, uh, have been reading for some time, he said, you are a discipling disciple. And the picture that that gives is, I never quit being a disciple myself. I'm going to follow Christ, and I'm going to encourage you to follow Christ. 
Uh, there may be times I need to show you how to follow Christ. I believe mentoring has been is huge during the pandemic and will continue to be because there's been such a disruption in our life. We've got to respond with kingdom responses. I've got to, I've got to do it myself and I have to remind you to have the kingdom response. So we're going to model and we're going to influence and we're going to teach others to do the same. But it starts with me. I will never quit being a disciple. That's why we're referred to as discipling disciples because it never stops with me. So there's this constant cycle. I am, I am duplicating myself in Christ and that's important. I'm not just duplicating myself. I am, I am du duplicating myself in Christ. I'm going to follow Christ and I'm going to teach and encourage you to do else uh, likewise. It is a constant cycle of following Christ, teaching others to follow Christ, and then they go and take on that exponential movement, that compounding, that multiplication that goes on. In the Great Commission, it tells us that I'm gonna, I'm gonna be baptizing people in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit in the work of the Trinity. In this Great Commission, these passages, Matthew 28, 19 through 20, I'm gonna be teaching people, and I'm not just giving them information, but to observe, to be obedient, to live obedient to the ways of Christ. And he reminds us that he is with us in this endeavor. So Matthew 28, 19 through 20 are our marching orders. Go as you go, as you live, work, and play. Make disciples of all nations. We baptize them in the Trinity, in the work of the Trinity, and we teach them to live obediently, and then we tell them to go teach others exactly the same way. As we handle discipleship, we want to get more focused, and I want to give a, uh, I want to give a, a verse and a passage that we're going to be using today, really three of them, but then we're going to focus on one of the three. <clears throat> it's Colossians 3. 15 through 17, let me read it to you. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in, in, in the one, into one body and be thankful. Verse 16, this is the one we're gonna focus on today. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom Sing psalms, hymns, spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord, uh, in the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So we're letting the peace of God rule our hearts. And then whatever we do at the very end is whatever we do in, in, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord. It becomes a, a, a picture of discipleship. So in, in discipleship, we say this here at Hope Church, we want, the we want you in the word of God, and then we want the word of God in you. And where do I get this? I get this from uh, Colossians 3, 16. It says, let the word of God, let the word of Christ, which is the word of God, dwell in you richly. I want to remember you that remind you that Jesus, he he is the written word. He's the written word. 
He is the very, he is the living word. And not only that, he is the spoken word of creation. He is all of it. You want the fullness of Christ. We want the word of God, the word of Christ to dwell in you richly. The word dwell means make its home in you, takes up residence in you. And it says we want it, we want it making its home in you richly. Now I want you to think with me for just a moment. When, does it mean the wealth of it all? Yes. You're going to find out after a while we're going to use the word of God to teach us, to uh, correct us, and to bring us to wisdom. Uh, in all that, we're going to see that in just a moment. But we we want the word of Christ to dwell in you richly. Uh, we want the wealth of Him, the wealth of who He is, to uh, to be there for you uh, to use. Here's a picture in this. When I think of richly, I think of wealth, and uh, I think of banking. It can even have a banking picture to it. That is of making deposits and withdrawals. If the word of God is in you, richly in you, abundantly in you, the wealth of it is there for you. If you're in the word of God, then we want the word of God being deposited in your life so that there can be withdrawals in your life for you to be able to use. I want you to see the picture of depositing and withdrawal how it's used in situations of your life. Today, I was conducting business in another town. I was talking to the, to the man who owned the business. And uh, we were able, in our conversation, I had memorized his word, I try to, or at least I try to be familiar with where it is. If not, obviously I, ha I have my phone with me and I can search scripture there. But I was able in my conversation to pull out verses that had to do with fear. And he and I were able to share that. Do you see, I made a, I made a withdrawal. And I made a withdrawal because I'd made a deposit. I had let the word of God dwell in me richly, deposit its wisdom into my life, and then follow it. Not just storing it, but following it, being a doer of it, but I was able to make a withdrawal from that to be able to use with somebody else. We want the word of we want you in the word of God, and we want the word of God in you, so that that happens. You're able to use it. Uh, the psalmist writes, "I will hide your words in my heart, God, so that I may not sin against you." You see the picture of the deposit and the withdrawal. Let the word of God dwell in you richly. Then it says we are going to be teaching. We're going to be teaching others. We're going to be admonishing others, which admonishing means warning other people, counseling other people, encouraging other people to follow the Lord. And this is going to bring wisdom, to have wisdom. We're going to be able to do that. And then, then it, it breaks up in this verse. All of a sudden, uh, we're singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in our hearts to God. This happens. Here's, here's, and our thankfulness is for what he has done, what he is doing, and what he is going to do. Now, uh, I want to go back to the big five for a moment. Well, Logan's already preached on worship. I've preached on fellowship and the, the 
Today we're handling discipleship. Next Sunday, evangelism, and then the Sunday after that, ministry. But I want to go back to the big five, and I want you to see that discipleship, we put it strategically in the middle. And the reason we did that is just for a visual response. If we focus on discipleship, worship, fellowship, evangelism, and ministry naturally occur. And you're, you're going, okay, where, where do you get that? I get it from Colossians chapter 3, verse 16. Uh, when I want you to look at this verse. If we're letting the word of Christ dwell in us richly, we're letting the word of God take up residence in our life. We're, we'll be working on it till we die, ever how young or old we are. We'll never quit being a disciple, ever. I'm a discipling disciple. I will never quit being discipled by Christ himself in and through uh, the work of the Father, through the work of the Son, which is spoken, word of creation, the written word and the living word, and even through his Holy Spirit. I believe that's why in the Great Commission it says baptize them in the name of the Trinity because the work of the Trinity is always there in our life. But here's, here's why it's in the middle. If you focus on discipleship and worship, fellowship, evangelism, and ministry naturally occur. So let's look at Colossians 3.16. The first part of it is discipleship. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. That's discipleship. You're in the word and the word is in you. And then it says, teach one another. We get into teaching one another. Uh, there's ministry there. The fact that we use the phrase one another uh, is fellowship is there because we're corresponding and we're connecting with other people. There's fellowship that, that is naturally occurring. Discipleship's at the first. Uh, we deal with teaching and admonishing, and that can be ministry and advanced evangelism because admonishing or warning or counseling them can be a, a point of evangelism that goes on. And then it says we're doing it with one another, which is fellowship. And remember, remember what I said about fellowship. True biblical fellowship is time of the Father, and then it merges into how he moves us into other people's lives. And we see this here. Uh, as we do discipleship, there's fellowship with the Father, and we're moving into fellowship of other people. And then the picture is evangelism and ministry. And all the big five can be found in this one verse. And then it moves into to worship at the very end. Uh, we're singing songs or hymns and spiritual songs and and there's thankfulness, and thankfulness alone can be worship. I'm not talking in the act of singing and responding to music, but it's just all there. Everything is, is, is there in Colossians 3.16. If you focus on discipleship, then we're going to get the worship, we're going to get the fellowship, we're going to get the evangelism, we're going to get the ministry, and it, it's all there in one verse for us to be able to see how that interacts and, and how that happens. So go, be sent. But remember in the Great Commission, it's as you go. As you live, work, and play, you have the Word of God there to use to disciple other people. It's in you. You're in the Word and the Word is in you. You've moved from being a hearer to being a doer. 
You follow Christ and teach others to do exactly the same thing. And that never, ever stops. You are a discipling disciple. The first thing, even if anything is willing up with you to go and do this, first of all, are you a disciple of Christ? Are you continually growing and walking in Christ? And then you teach others to do exactly the same thing. We want you in the Word, and we want the Word in you so that you carry it with you where you live, work, and play, okay? And you go be a blessing where you live, work, and play. Start there and see how it ventures out exponentially to other things. Remember, we're grateful for you tuning in to us. We pray you share it with other people. Hope it's a blessing to you and them. And then uh, remember, we love you. And we're back together. We've had some sickness that's kept us all apart, so we're back together as a team. We love you. And remember what we say to each other before we leave. Grace and peace, and make sure you live in both of them. You go be a blessing, okay, where you live, work, and play. God bless you.